Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. But there's also, uh, there are also some very, very difficult things. And to what we saw yesterday, uh, the events that took place in Gaza, well, of course, very quickly. I was called to, to, to explain it last evening. I was out at a, at, at a function and I started getting tweets from all sorts of people saying, explain this, I'll wait. Now, um, I mean, the assumption being that uh, I have a direct line, but actually... We do. Peter Lerner joins us. He's IDF spokesperson. So let's find out exactly what happened. The loss of life, always tragic. And there's no, um, there is uh, no way that anything makes it easier. But at the same time, facts do matter. Peter, thank you for joining us Friday morning. And, uh, and maybe you're meant to be actually having a little bit of a break. But given what's going on, I doubt that's possible. Good morning, Howard. So uh, take us through take us through the events uh, uh, as to what happened because of course so much misinformation and disinformation very quick to to paint Israel as the aggressor. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you. The it, the line is a bit weak. It's a bit challenging. Ah. Uh, but I, I I get I get the question. Um, uh, I think I think what what's important to understand that we are in a process of trying to facilitate humanitarian aid, medical supplies, food supplies to northern Gaza Strip despite the ongoing war. Uh, this is precisely in line with our goals of the war to differentiate and distinguish between Hamas terrorists and the civilian population, uh, but also to uh, allow us to achieve through that our ultimate goal to dismantle and destroy Hamas and bring home our hostages. Um, so what happened yesterday morning was um, day four of an ongoing operation to bring food supplies into northern Gaza. And indeed, the food, uh, the convoy of the trucks, over 30 trucks, passed the Israeli crossing at, uh, between the north and south of the Gaza Strip and went into the north along the, the coastal route. Um, it was accompanied for a, a short distance by some tanks of ours but then uh, moved forward, continued to move forward, uh, several hundreds of meters. And at the beginning of the convoy, hundreds and hundreds of people um, stormed the convoy and basically grabbed everything they could, uh, stepping on one another, beating one another, trampling one another, so much so that some of the trucks actually ran down people. And um, it appears that this is the cause of a mass casualty event. Uh, one of the tanks that was accompanying uh, the convoy at the end of the convoy um, was uh, uh, at a distance and uh, uh, throughout the course of the events people began approaching the tank um, so in this in the nature of the combat that is taking place where every 360 degree threat is existing um, the forces opened fire with some warning shots in the air and uh, in the anticipation that people, the people that were approaching the tank would actually turn around, but they didn't. They continued to move forward, uh, and that caused um, extreme suspicion, and the perceived threat uh, continued, and therefore some shots, limited, restrained, and controlled, were fired towards some individuals that were, were uh, advancing on the tank. Um, you know, the, the reality is one where we have terrorists that don't wear uniforms, they don't distinguish themselves from civilians, they come up to tanks and try and place and plant 
explosive devices and mortars in, around, and on tanks. And therefore, um, this is um, how the forces operated in accordance to our rules of engagement. Uh, indeed, after this incident and, and, and viewing and seeing the overwhelming uh, amount of people storming the trucks, our tanks retreated uh, out of that area, uh, further distanced themselves from the occurrence. And the convoy continued with the remaining goods that they have. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough uh, uh, goods. We're currently in, uh, re investigating the situation. Uh, we remain very, very uh, determined to resume the humanitarian supplies into northern Gaza. I can tell you that our humanitarian effort goes hand in hand with our operational effort. And um, we've conducted airdrops, uh, facilitated airdrops by various different air forces, but also continue to maintain an open channel with humanitarian medical supplies, food supplies through the land crossings at Karim Shalom um, and Rafa. Karim Shalom is uh, is operational and Rafa is operational. Unfortunately, the bottleneck on the Palestinian side is uh, is uh, existing, and they are unable. That appears to see to actually collect the goods and distribute them quicker than we can actually clear them. There's definitely been a, a shift in how the IDF is dealing with this type of incident. And we've seen this almost from the beginning of this war, that, that the IDF is making uh, visual imagery much more available, I think, uh, or that maybe this is my perception, uh, much more available than in the past. You know, when we had the incident a number of years ago where it was said that Israel killed those, uh, the kids, some kids playing soccer on the beach, it, it, I remember it taking some time before that was, uh, that was uh, dispelled because information had to come out. Has this been a deliberate shift in a strategy? Because in, we saw it with the hospital, we've seen it now, it seems to take a lot less time for the IDF to provide valid information. Howard, in this day and age where everything is on social media, immediate, uh, I would say, rush and storm of information into our social media platforms and from there on to our television sets, of course, we need to, to adapt. And, you know, I, I was away for several years out of the army. I'm quite happy to see that in the case of this war, uh, indeed, the IDF has made uh, more information available quicker. Um, the question is, is it ever quick enough? Because a rumor, yes, you know, what yes. is it they say, will you know, we'll, we'll, uh, travel halfway around or lie will travel halfway around the world before truth puts its boots on. Correct. Um, so we have to always be better and strive to bring more information to the public as soon as possible. Uh, but there are always going to be challenges because we need to clarify what what are the facts. Well, you don't we want to, to you know, you can't afford, to, yeah, you can't afford to put out information that's not accurate. The minute that you do, then that, unfortunately, uh, you, you know, you can. And in fact, it's it's for people like myself when 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 those uh, you know when when I will it, it, I'll get the accusation and will the IDF lies. Um, you know, it's it's much easier for me to say actually no, they don't and uh, that, that that the information is accurate you cannot like it but it doesn't actually make it inaccurate 
information. That said, of course, there was, it was very, very quick before it was even brought toward to the United Nations yesterday to uh, condemn Israel. Fortunately, it didn't happen because the United, uh, the United States vetoed it. But the reality is that the speed at which these things work uh, I, I guess also tells you the fact that maybe they didn't believe that that in fact it was Israel, because otherwise you don't need to rush before the information comes out. I think in all of the interviews I've done in the last 24 hours, I think the most telling was actually on the BBC, where they had interviewed Palestinians that actually said that they believed they believed that most of the people that were killed were killed in the, the, by, by being run over by the trucks wow, wow, and not by the IDF fire. Uh, unfortunately, um, most of the other news networks haven't picked up on that, haven't done the, the legwork, and I, I don't, know, don't know if they're actually really interested in getting that Well, that's always the question. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was an interesting uh, telling story, of course. Yeah, the reality is one where the, the battlefield is very, very dense, the fog of war in an age of social media and ex extensive te social media is extremely challenging. Um, we see it as um, our obligation to clarify facts and make sure that if there's been a mistake on the ground, we will admit it. Uh, but if there are fake or questions that need to be asked, or if things are being exaggerated, misrepresented, or manipulated, then we need to be able to shi shine a very, very uh, bright light on the discrepancies on one hand but also on what we actually know and what we're doing absolutely right peter Lerner, thank you as always thank you for taking the time to speak to us at such a short notice it is really appreciated peter Lerner is idf a spokesperson